0: Hi there, this is Darren Spoo, pastor at First Baptist Church in Tulsa, and welcome to our weekly message podcast. We would invite you to join us in person Sunday morning at 8.30 and 11 o'clock in downtown Tulsa, or check out our webpage at tulsafbc.org. God bless you, and have a great week. I'm inviting you to do something with me in January and as a church that every day for the next month, that you would read through the message on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter six, and Matthew chapter seven. It is the centerpiece of the teachings of Jesus and to marinate in that. And at the end of our time, I'll give you some suggestions on how you can approach that, but let's start off right. So when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up onto a mountainside and he sat down. And his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, No, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Truly, I say to you that until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything has been accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these things will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So you've heard it was said that people long ago do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Indeed, anyone who says to his brother or sister, Raka, will be answerable to the council, but whoever says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. So therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go be reconciled with your brother and sister. Then come back and offer your gift and settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you're still with them on the way or the judge will hand you over to the officer, the officer will hand you over to the judge, the judge will throw you into prison and you will not get out until you have paid the very last penny. You've also heard it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at another lustfully has already committed adultery in their heart. So if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part than for your whole body to go into hell. You've also heard it was said that anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you, that anyone who divorces their spouse, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes them to become a victim of adultery. And anyone who marries the divorced person also commits adultery. You've heard it was said long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths that you have made to God. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is His footstool, Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And don't even swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black, or you can't even keep it in, however much you try. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond that comes from the evil one. You have heard it was said eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, don't resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If somebody wants to sue you and take your coat, let him have your shirt as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Again, you've heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Therefore, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And be careful not to do your acts of righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. I tell you the truth, they have their reward in full. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets like the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others I I tell you the truth they have received their reward in full but when you give to the needy don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you and when you pray do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by everyone else. They, they have their reward in full. When you pray, go in your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans do for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. This then is how you should pray. amen for if you forgive others when they amen for if you forgive others when they sin against you your heavenly father will forgive you but if you do not forgive others when they sin against you your heavenly father will not forgive you and when you fast don't look somber like the hypocrites do for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting i tell you the truth they have their reward in full but when you fast Wash your face, put oil on your head, so that it won't be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy." And where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And your eye. Your eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, if your eye is generous, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy and stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either he will love the one and, or hate the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other, you cannot serve both God and money. So I tell you, and some of you need to listen to this part do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to their life? And why do you worry about clothes? Look at the flowers of the field. They're here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. So if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, and what shall we drink, and what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But you seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, a right relationship with him, and everything else will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And while you're at it, don't judge or you too will be judged. For in the manner you judge others, you will be judged. With the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother or sister's eye and pay no attention to the beam, to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother and sister, let me remove the speck from your eyes when all the time there's this plank in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's or sister's eye. And do not give dogs what is holy. Don't cast your pearls in front of pigs, or else they will trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. Who of you, if your son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for fish, would give him a snake? If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For that sums up the entire Bible, all the law and all the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction and many go that way. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life and only a very few find it. And watch out for false prophets They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. I mean, do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, a good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And not everyone who says to me on that day, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Indeed, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, in your name did we not perform miracles and cast out demons and give prophecies? And I will tell them, I never knew you. Away from me, those of you who work evil. So, everyone who hears these words of mine, it's like a wise person who built their house on a rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat on the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish person who builds their house on the sand. And The rains came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the crash." When he had finished saying these things, the people were amazed because he spoke as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So this is Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and I want to invite you every day this next month to read these chapters with me. I'm not inviting you to memorize them, just to marinate in them and to see what happens so one of the gifts I received for Christmas is something really simple, but I, I find it rather cool. This is called a, an EDC pouch. It's an everyday carry pouch, and it's just meant for you to carry in your backpack or on your person, and it has a little place for your power cords, and I keep a pencil in here and something to clean my glasses with, and um, a Starbucks instant pack just in case. You never know when you're going to need it. But anything you think you might need on a given day you can keep it in here and I see the Sermon on the Mount as much the same way that as you read this every day and I would encourage you to do this in the morning you're packing up and you're preparing for the day because you never know what you might need from the teachings of Jesus on that particular day we also don't know what we're gonna need this year in particular so look at this exercise this first month in preparing us for the future. And I have a feeling 2024, being an election year, is going to be a wild year. I think we ought to be packing and preparing now. So here's what I want to ask you to do this morning before we leave this place. Because I've encouraged you to try to soften your heart a little bit and let God do that. And then I'm asking you now to consider a point of surrender, meaning as you've heard the message on the mount, just to pick one thing that you go that is not where I need to make a new resolution this is where I need to practice a fresh surrender and this morning before you leave here again this is not a resolution this is a surrender to take that before the Lord and just say yes can I give you some examples maybe we should focus maybe you I I don't say that as a pointing the finger you I I mean this is a collective somebody in here maybe you need to practice and you need to pay attention to the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes describes the kind of life that God blesses. Now, it's not the kind of life that culture will appreciate and that culture will admire. Our culture admires the troublemakers. But Jesus says, what pleases God most is being a peacemaker. And maybe it's your decision to say, I need to choose to become the kind of follower that Jesus asked me to. Forget about my past or my personality. This is possible to become this way. Or maybe you need to pay attention to the passages about reconciling. Could be somebody in this room. Could be somebody in your family. It could be somebody at your workplace. It could be somebody in your life. A long-standing enemy. Uh, I I got on this kick, I don't know why over the the break, I decided to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I've never read the book before. I've seen the movie and the popular renditions. The story is very different from what has been betrayed in our other media. Frankenstein invents this monster, he invents his own enemy. And then that enemy brings about his self-destruction. And as I read that whole story, I go, that's exact. By the way, artificial intelligence is nothing new. The monster that Frankenstein, that could also be a cautionary tale about creating something beyond our control. But we often create our own enemies and those enemies lead us to self-destruction. Here's the best way to eliminate your enemies. Love them anyway. Love them anyway and forgive them and pray for them. And maybe 2024 will be the exact day the exact year to cause that to happen. Use this year. Imagine what it would be like to go into 2025, unencumbered and nobody living rent-free right here. Maybe you need to pay attention to prayer. Actually, that is the most frequented topic in Jesus' message on the mount is pray. And my longstanding advice is don't plan to pray, pray. We often think, well, I'll get around to it, No, oh, here's something I can pray later on. No, right then and right there. And it doesn't have to be showy. Jesus warns about that, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But I could be praying for you right now, and you not know it because it's a communion between you and God. Don't plan to pray. Just start praying every day, every opportunity, every inclination. And maybe in the performance of your faith, You've let pride get in the way. Maybe you need to pay attention to that. And I, being a public religious person, I always have to be on guard not to do my religious deeds in front of others so that I look good and ultimately end up living two very different lives. You know what? I think there'll be hell to pay for those who make evil look good. I think there'll also be hell to pay for those who make what is good look good look bad. And when we try to get showy and advance our own self by looking religious, that's exactly what happens. Or maybe you need to pay attention to the passage on worry. In fact, if there would be a passage I would encourage you to memorize from all of this, I would encourage you to memorize chapter 6, verses 25 through the end of that chapter. Here's what Corey Tin Boone said, she said, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. Let me start that over. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It only empties today of its strength. That is exactly right. Worry is a waste. And what would your life look like that every time you were tempted to worry, you turned it into prayer? Again, don't plan to pray. Just pray. And at the end of the message on the mount, this is my favorite part. Uh, where Jesus offers two choices over and over and over again. He says, you have two choices about the way you live, the broad road or the narrow road. You face some big choices about who you listen to, whether false prophets or true prophets. You have a decision about what kind of disciple you will be, either a true disciple or a false disciple. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven And then you face the ultimate decision of how you will live. Will you be wise and listen to Jesus? Or will you be foolish and hear it but not really? So here's the challenge. And by the way, we're doing this in the month of January to prepare ourselves for the future. Because again, I think this next year is going to be very interesting. Let me encourage you as you read through the message on the Mount. Some of you need a routine. Some of you need a plan and every day do it at the same time. That's kind of the way I'm geared. Um, My wife often picks on me because in the afternoon she'll say, are you hungry? And I'll say, what time is it? Because I think that Jesus, like everyone else, eats at the very same time every day, right? Well, not everyone is like that. I I just function on a schedule. I never have to worry about, do I feel like writing? First thing when I wake up in in the morning about 6 o'clock, it's time to write. It's just time to do it. So I need that time. I need that routine. But if you're the kind that that routine becomes a rut, then get creative. Maybe one week you do read it at the same time every day. Maybe the next week you listen to it on your favorite Bible app as you drive to work. It might make you more patient in traffic. What a practical way to love your enemies right there in traffic. Or maybe if you have a spouse The two of you take turns reading it each night before you go to bed. Again, just marinating your mind in the teachings of Jesus Christ. And you'll be surprised that once you pack up, how much you'll actually start to use what Jesus teaches. Because ultimately, we believe Jesus is, if you're not a cultural Christian, but truly a convictional Christian, that Jesus holds the final authority for our lives. The Oxford English Dictionary is the authority on the English language. In the very first Oxford English Dictionary produced in 1928 it had 415,000 words, 500,000 definitions, 1.8 million quotations, get this, 178 miles of type, 50 million words and the books, the volumes, ate up four feet of shelf space. What? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing, so we're just going to keep on going. <laughs> Jesus' words, thank you by the way, I love humor. Jesus' words here compose three chapters, 111 verses, 2,247 words. It take about 15 to 20 minutes to read, and every word comes from the lips of one who we call Lord. Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise person who builds their house in a rock the rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew, and by the way, the storms will come, but the house stood because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who does not pay attention to these words of mine is like a foolish person who builds their house on the sand. The storm will come, the rain will come down, the streams will rise, the wind will beat against the house, and its fall will be great. So, we have the opportunity right now to listen and to heed. So before we sing, here's what I want to ask you to do. For those of you who have your Bible out in front of you, it probably be a little, bit, a little bit easier than those of you who are reading it on your device, but either way, kind of go through that one place where you go, here's where today I need to start my surrender. Maybe it's on the love for your enemies. Maybe it's on prayer. Maybe it's on adultery. Maybe it's on you saying, I need to use my influence because Jesus said, I am the salt, I am the light. Um, Maybe it's about greed. No one can serve two masters. Maybe it's about worry. Maybe it's about judging others. Maybe it's about choosing the narrow road because wherever you decide to surrender, it will be harder than anything you've ever done before. But isn't that generally the way things that are right works? If it were easy, everyone would do it. But it's difficult. And so we follow the voice of the one who calls us to the narrow road and to the small gate. Let's stand together and let's pray together. Father, as I picture 2024 and we, we are literally on the threshold of a new year, And so I see two doors that we could step through. One is a big door that everyone's just kind of doing what they've always done and operating according to instinct. And and that road is easy, but it really doesn't lead anywhere of substance. But we see this smaller door that's a lot thinner, and maybe we need to stoop down and enter through it. And I imagine the road that beyond that Uh, is uphill all the way because it, it is a little more challenging. But we choose that not because it's hard, but because it's right. We choose that road because even though it's narrow and it's not natural for us to go that way, at the end of that road is you. So I pray that you would move us beyond our convenient cultural Christianity and help us to be people of convictional relationship as your disciples. Would we keep on asking, seeking, knocking, surrendering today, this year, into eternity, in the name of Jesus Christ? And whatever passage we have our hand on today, or our eyes have fallen to and our mind holds on to, we start the surrender right there, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of each worship service on Sunday morning, I offer a simple blessing, and I offer that blessing to you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, and may God grant you peace, both now and forever. Amen.